0: So I'm encouraged. We had a good time last week talking about vision, and, and it's, it's so uh, helpful because it gets our eyes lifted up to what God's doing, and, and, we, and we say, you know what? It's not just about me, but it's about something big that God's doing, and he really is an almighty God. He really is powerful and mighty, and he's up to something. I like that song that says he's up to something yes. right now. He's healing somebody. He's doing something right now, and we get to be a part of that. So we've been talking about this for a while, though, and I encourage you. I, I really believe that God has something for us today. This isn't just me. This is the heart of God that, that's wanting to speak to us. And if we can approach it that way, um, let's let's say, Holy Spirit, I'm here to receive from you right now. I'll tell you what, he's, he's here. The Holy Spirit is here to impart revelation to us. And... Uh, Let's just take a few moments, just to shift our focus to the teacher today. He said, "I'm going to come and I'm going to abide in you. I'm going to guide you into all truth." There's a critical part of God's building that we've talked on frequently, but I just want to go back and see it because uh, it was kind of what we ended on with our vision last week, and this is what that was my approach to our vision is. What's the big thing, and the big thing requires. Everything that we're doing in between that we, we, we see putting, making that happen, all the things that are required for it, but it all comes down to individual stones, that we are the individual stones that are critical for anything that God is going to do. And I, Man, I want to encourage us in this today because God's doing something. But he's doing it through us, yes. so we become very critical. Mm-hmm. Who we are becomes very critical. Yeah. Where we are, in our application of what we know, becomes very critical. So I had this—I had this, I had this um, <coughs> example that I've, I was just thinking on. You know, there's there's a lot of people that are gifted, and a lot of people that are very very talented. In fact, I would almost guarantee that there are masses that are heavily gifted, but gifting has nothing until it's developed. You know, uh, you take you take a kid that is not as gifted, and he can develop what he does have, and become very amazing. in In sports, it's that way. Some of these people that have have just they. they you look at them and you think, eh. and then they do stuff because what they they valued what they did have, yeah. and they did something with it. Mm-hmm. And here's what happens every time: there's a gift that's not just there, but it's developed and it's it's given access to to become what it's meant to be. Yeah. What's amazing about it is it doesn't just touch the one that's gifted it becomes a gift to somebody else <laughs> yeah, it's good. I I was watching a little bit of basketball uh, recently and it just it, it it renews my hope in humanity sometimes <laughs> what some of these guys do I mean it's just totally wow and and, and you know it's 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 not You know, it it doesn't completely change my life, but it inspires. (laughs) And they fill up stadiums. People spend hundreds of dollars to come watch somebody that didn't disregard their gift, did something with it. I was thinking about another example because I think this is this is kind of a little bit more where we're at because um, there's a purpose much bigger. Than me. Yeah. In what God is in me. You know, we were we were we were talking about this in communion this morning. That Jesus came to become one with us. So that and he said, I, I'm gonna have to leave so that you can be everything you're gonna be. Yeah. If I'm here with you, you're just gonna be leaning on me all the time and saying, Wait, well, let's just let Jesus cast out this one, you know. (laughs) He said, no, no, you need to understand that I just as I rose from the grave, so you rose from the grave. And everything that we left in that grave, we left together. And now we are one. And the big thing God is wanting to do on the earth is have Jesus show up everywhere. (laughs) And no longer be seeing no longer be a gift that is not developed, that's disregarded, but be a gift that is developed and becomes what it needs to be. And and what I want us to see is is how critical it is. This is life or death for somebody else. It's critical. So I had this example because I was thinking, these kind of people, it's more than just filling up a stadium. In fact, sometimes nobody even knows what they do. But I was thinking about these SEAL team members. You know, these guys show up at training and they're they're already gifted, right? They're all they already have the capacity to do what they're uh, hopefully they're going to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> they have to. They 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 have a, a mental capacity. They have a physical capacity. But you know what? I, I was over in in Africa, and we had a, we were right on the lake Lake Tanganyika, and um, uh their, their Navy was made up of, uh, I'm sorry, but they only had like three uh, U-boats, I think is what they were, was their Navy, on the, on, the, uh, on the lake there. And these things needed maintenance, so they brought in some Marines. And with the Marines was a SEAL. I think he was about this tall, little wiry guy, went for long runs all the time. But the rest of the Marines, they were afraid because this part of Africa is where a lot of the re- rebellions have happened. And they, they kill missionaries. They kill missionary I was with. He would never leave. He was, he was really uh, brave, I guess. But So all these Marines, uh, we, they were staying right close to where we were. And so, uh, you know, we could hear them talking and stuff. And, and they, were, they, were, they were afraid of being there because they didn't know what was going to happen. But this, this little seal guy that was leading him, you could tell there was something different about him. Because he'd gone through training. He, he'd gone through this training that, that forced him to disregard his body. That's what they go through. I, I, don't know, I, I'm, I don't know all the details, but I know that they've been taught to not even listen to their body. And they will do stuff that's totally amazing all shot up and cut up and everything else, and they just keep going. But there's a purpose for what they're doing this for. And it's to deliver, it's to preserve, it's to protect us. We that's why most of the time we don't even know what they're up to. But our lives depend on somebody who has not disregarded their gift but it has allowed it to go through a training to where only the gift gets to come out. That's good. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's good. Right? If at any point they say, oh, I feel bad. No, as soon as the flesh gets a voice, yes. the gift gets crushed. Right? Mm. right? That's so, good. so I'm thinking about this living stones that we've called been called to be in a building that is not Made with hands. It's made with people. It's it's going to be not just stones, but living stones. So I'd like to just look at this word "living" today. Can we do that? And, and to just draw a few things out from this real quick. So I, just this this phrase "living" and, and and um. So I got my my own little definition of this. I want to use because it has to do with actually. Not just being alive, but living. Okay, so it does start with breath. You have to, you have to be breathing. <laughs> is he alive? I don't know. Let's let's see if he puts a frog on the on a glass. Uh, is, 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 is he? Is he? Does he have you know blood going through his veins? Oh, we'll see. So this has to happen, and and this is critical. Okay. Has to have a brain. Has to have some brain waves going on. You know, you can't just have just breathing, and you can't have just a, a heartbeat. But you have to have brain waves. You have to have something else going on. There's these parts to it, right? <clears throat> then, to really be living, there has to be a gaining of understanding. There has to be a growing of some kind. To really be living, you know, I talked to my dad yesterday. He's eighty nine. He doesn't get out of the house. Um, and uh, he got him some new reading glasses. They're pretty fetching. And uh, he said, yeah, I said, I, you know, I don't. I said, what do you do at night? He said, I can't sleep at night too much. And I said, what do you do at night? He says, well, I get up and I do my reading. I'm thinking, he's reading the word every day. Why? Because he's living. He hasn't given up. His, his brain, his, his spirit, everything is still going. Okay. There's always going to be some development going on. There's some growing going on. And then there's not going to just be that, but there's going to be some production from it. So for my gift too, and I've been, I've been a little bit tenacious with, with, with musical things. Even though there not, might not be like a, a worldwide acceptance of whatever I do, because I consider it to be something that God gave me, and I want to value that. And so I'm going to do something with it, whether, whether or not, and, and this is the wonderful thing, again, like a seal, they, they don't get a whole lot. Well, that guy that killed Saddam Hussein, he, man, he made the headlines, I guess. But for the most part, most of them never get, you know, recognized for what they, right. what they do. Um, so, but there needs to be a production of the, of the gifting. Okay, so let's go to um, 1 Peter. And this is kind of the, this is the, the passage that we get this from. 1 Peter 2, 5. And you are living stones. <laughs> that God is building into a spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer uh, spiritual sacrifices that please God. That means your life becomes something that's not just about you, but it's about presenting what God's going to do. But I saw this. I, I want to say, listen, what, what does it mean to be a living stone? We can't just assume because we're breathing that we're actually living. There's more to it than that. I'm so glad that I became a new creation in Christ. I'm so glad that, that I, I came from salvation gifted. I'm complete in him right now. Yes. Yes. Amen. I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. But I just want to put a little question in here: Do I? Because "can" and "do" are two different things. That's right, that's right. And to do that, that seal, mean, uh, that seal team member came to the training with the ability to do it, but he couldn't because he hadn't gone through the training yet. He came with the with the gifting. He came with the ability, but he's going to have to develop it. He's going to have to do something with it, right? So, what what is a, a, a living stone? And and in um, in in our context, when he's talking about it, he said, "You are living stones." Well, and, and sometimes I think sometimes when there's a statement like that made, it's it can be a, a faith statement. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> We are more than conquerors. Sometimes we 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 go ahead and declare what God has said that it's true, Amen. And we can say that over ourselves, but when we're saying it, we need to see what it means. It's not just because I became a new creation; now everything's working right now. Just because I came uh, became a new creation, now God's going to use me to uh, save the world. <laughs> I'm going to have to grow. I'm gonna to have to develop what God has given me, okay? So I must be born again, right? I have to be conceived. So to be a, a living stone, I'm gonna to have to be born again. All right, I know this. to this, hang with me, all right? No, it's good. It's good. But then I'm gonna to actually to to. That's not enough. You know, there's a truth that grace has done stuff that we can never do. Yes but i was, uh, 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 you know you know there's a refiner uh, when ore comes out of the ground it's still mixed in with other metals isn't it right it's it's gold but it's still mixed in with where it's been and it requires refinement it requires purification right until it can actually be what it's supposed, be used for what it needs to be. What I found about this too is, is it, it requires chemicals to be uh, introduced for electrical currents to be, to be uh, uh, introduced into the, into the ore as, as it's heated up, and it allows it to be separated from the things that are impurities. That's so good. That's good. We come into Christ, but we still have. Other things, other things, that require heat to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. But then it said for it to actually be able to uh, be useful, because once it gets completely purified, it becomes very soft. Yeah. A wonderful thing about that is it can be moldable. Then, yeah. mm-hmm. but then for it to be strong, it needs to be mixed in with other metals. Yeah. Has to be has to be joined with other metals. Yeah. And then it can be strong. It can can be useful. So, I got on a sidetrack there. I'm sorry. So, when he said you're being built up as living stones, that means that you're not just uh, passive. You're not just sitting there. There is movement going on. There's progress going on. And it's for a purpose. God wants to produce through us. Amen? Jesus said, these things and greater will you do. And we can push that off and say, ah, I'm working on that. I see that way off in the future. I'm going to get prophetic. <laughs> I'm going to let that be something that's way off in the future. He said, his, his shall wasn't a shall for us. His shall was a now for us. Because it was in the new birth we became one with him. And now the same power that was in him is in us now. Amen? So what he wants to do that's big requires us to develop, to get revelation, to get heated, to get purified. Amen? Can you see this? Okay. So it requires these things. We, Acts 17, 28, he said, you know what? When you were in the world, you were doing all these other things. He says, for, uh, uh, but now, for it is in closest unity with him that we live and move and have our being. So when you think about living, we can say, well, you come alive in him, but now you move in him. That means it's all the time. And you have your being. What is your being? That's your identity, isn't it? That's what you do. What do you do? Well, I'm a living stone. (laughs) Right? As, in fact, some of the uh, poets in, in repute among yourselves have said, for we are also his offspring. That means everything that's in him is in me. But for this to be, it has to be my life, not just my druthers, not just what I do on the side. Right. Right. It becomes my life, yes. my walk. Amen? Yes. I live, I move, I have my being in him. Amen? Yes. So, uh So we're born. I'm just going to go through, through these three things. Okay, we're born uh, and gifted with life, John 3, 5 through 7. Jesus replied, I, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can produce, reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. So... There needs to be an understanding of what that what took place in that, and so there needs to be a, a a drawing that out to where we really don't just say, "Yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I've been born again." No, we've been born again to new life in Him. Amen. It's we've been one, made one with the Almighty God. Amen. Amen. So it's a necessity. But don't disregard it as something we already have in our pocket. We have to go back to that and say, what is it really? Do I really walk in the fullness of that? Am I really identified as a, as a child of God? Amen. When I go out into the world, does, does somebody say, man, he, he looks like a child of God. <laughs> we need somebody to pray for us. Oh, this is something we don't know what to do with. We better call him her. Because obviously, they are different, right? Okay. But we need to be growing as living stones also. Ephesians 4, 14. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever, they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. So where did that come from? That comes from knowing the truth. Now, Jesus said you will know the truth from what? From walking in the truth that you do have and being obedient to it. Then you'll know the truth. What have we been given? What are we walking in? It becomes critical, not just for me now. What are we going through? What kind of thing is slapping us in the face? i thought about this. What will it take to to get us to give up? How how offended, how much offense does it take for us to give up on the body of Christ? Because it's not God that is causing us to give up because of offense. And how much is it going to take? Now I say this with a smile because God's not holding things against us. He's offering things for us that we can come to. And the answer is never going to be something that comes from our flesh. As soon as that happens, somebody's going to miss out on the SEAL team member that they would have had if I would have showed up because I had completed my training successfully. That was kind of a long re- tra- train to follow there. But, right. Amen. Somebody else needs me yeah. to not be a baby. Amen. Yeah. But to be a living stone, actually walking in the life of God. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing who I am in Christ, but not just for me, so that I can produce for the kingdom. Amen. I have to grow in this. How am I going to grow in it? It's going to be in the word. It's like my dad, he still feasts on the word. Yes. Why? Because he developed an, ad, an appetite for it a long time ago and knows that his faith is stable upon the word of God. Amen. Amen? Mm-hmm. We have to be ravenous for what God says about stuff. And shut the door down on any other notion. Yes. Amen? That's so, good. so, what's happening when this takes place, though? We're being turned from just stones to living stones. I don't want to just be, I was trying to think how, how you would say this. You know, there's rhinos, you know, Republicans in name only, you know. I don't want to be a Christian in name only. Oh, wow. yeah. You know? With no power. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But a big wine. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. I don't want to be a wino. (laughs) I I, want to be... I want to be a living stone. Amen? Oh, God, take us to this. We need help with this. Amen? So instead, we will speak the truth. So we're not going to do that. We're not going to be among those that are like that. We're going to be those that... Produce something else. Now, the end of this kind of got ahead of where we're going to go, but but it, it's critical, okay? Productive for his glory. 1 Peter 2, 8 through 9. I like this. And he is the stone that makes people stumble. Isn't this interesting? <laughs> Sometimes when, when we're challenged, we need to look at what Jesus went through. There's nobody even today that's getting more rejection than God. And yet he's the rock of what God is building, and we connect with him as a living stone, not just a dummy stone, <laughs> not just a place taker, but a productive living stone. Right? They stumble because they do not do what obey God's word. We can. We. It, it's kind of like. Uh, testing the breath and testing the pulse, you can tell if you're living, right? Yeah. By what you're doing with God's word and whether you're underneath a cloud of oppression based upon what you're going through. Now, this is no, no condemnation, but it indicates whether you're actually living in the victory you've been given. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Because he says they stumble. Who's how do you know if somebody's stumbling? They're falling away from joy, they're falling away from victory, they're falling away from representing to the world Jesus. Right, exactly. Why would Jesus want a stone that is falling, that is overwhelmed? That is in the same condition that they are in. <laughs> the world needs a light. Yes. You know, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. How is he lifted up? He's lifted up in us. Yes. When, we, when we become alive to what he's already done to us, for us, yes. Jesus is being lifted up. Yeah. Amen. And so they meet the faith that was planned for them. Isn't that interesting? I don't want to be among those that are stumbling on the very thing that I should be building upon. I'll tell you what, Satan will do this. He will bring, he will bring teaching. He will bring uh, scriptures. He will bring things that challenge your faith. Yes. He did that with Jesus, didn't he? And you can tell if it's a spirit-led thing by the fruit it produces in your heart. If you're not, if you're if you're experiencing um, oppression, if you're getting depressed, even the spiritual things that you're exposing yourself to are not from God because they're not producing the life of God. And you're no longer a living stone. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you are a dead pebble that's being thrown at what God is trying to do. Jesus said, if you're not with me, you're against me, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this doesn't matter if we've been born again. Living stones is not just being born again. That's right. It's become It's knowing who you are in him. And walking in it. Okay. <laughs> but you are not like that. Don't you like that? I'm, I'm so glad for the butts in the Bible. All right. <laughs> we just have to get ours on God's side. But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. A holy nation. God's very own possession. As a result you can show others. This is where God wants to take us to. God's wanting to do a big work in, in Liberty Hill. And we can we can start thinking about what that's gonna look like and everything else. You know what? It, it's, it's gonna be built upon every living stone that's actually living. <laughs> Amen. God can do more with one living stone than with a whole pile of bricks <laughs> that have no breath of, of God in them. Amen. As a, whole, as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Man, just that last phrase, I'm telling you what, it's, it's key that God wants to take us to, that he says, you know what, when you're going through something, one of the greatest ways to get out of that is start to see where God's taking you from. Uh, completely apart from your merit, his grace, I, I'm telling you what, this is... I've been practicing this and just having fun with it. Because as soon as stuff starts to get big, you can start to look at God and, and, and say, God, I don't deserve anything. And I get it in you. Yeah. And the more that becomes a big thing in me, that more in us, the more it comes, the more this stone that I am becomes living and not just going through the doldrums. Amen? Okay. Okay, if this is true, if this is what God's wanting to build us on, and we need to be doing these things, how will it be challenged? I want to just hit these things real quick, okay? Because this is how Satan knows God's up to something, and I mean he is he he's very crafty. You know, I already hit this. You know, he'll he'll even bring scriptures at us to to get us diverted. But what is he always wanting to do? He's wanting to get us to fall from where our faith really lies, and it's in the grace of God, that I've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light, and nothing can separate me from that. And if I fall from that, it's because I've been listening to something else. When I fall into sin, it's because I haven't got complete revelation of that either. I'm still identifying with sin. So sin will be a threat against our being a living stone. Why do we need to get purified in these areas? Because God needs us to not show up with Jesus needing to be shown out with a great billboard of sin hanging on us. I'd like you to see Jesus, but man, I am in bondage to sin. It it, it puts a damper on the living part. He called us out of darkness into his marvelous light so that we don't have to go back into the darkness. We don't have to live in the darkness. Amen? For the wages of sin is death. That's kind of opposite of living, isn't it? Right? But the free gift of God... Don't you like that? There's another but there. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Praise God. Amen. There's always a there's always an alternative to go through. Yeah, We're get, right. get, we'll, we'll get threatened by sin, right? Strife. What will strife do? <laughs> I believe this is one of the biggest things. You know, uh, we had some... John Bevere has a whole teaching on the bait of Satan. What strife does is it makes you get hurt. And as soon as you're hurt... You're a SEAL team member that's not going to make it through training. As soon as you recognize hurt, you're listening to the wrong voice. And you will not be able to serve somebody else as long as you're listening to your own hurt. And what Satan wants to do is say, he wants to legitimize hurt. As soon as I'm hurting, now I'm qualified to make judgments. And talk about getting out on the wrong side of grace now. I don't deserve anything, and yet God gives me life. And somebody else needs that same thing. As soon as I disable that towards somebody else, I've disabled my own functioning in it myself. It doesn't go away from me, but I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not empowered by it to show Jesus. I can't be showing Jesus when I'm harboring strife. I can't show Jesus when I'm judging somebody because of what they've done to me right james 3 16 for where envying and strife is there's confusion and every evil work so here's how i'm looking at these three things the first one is sin that's where i fall into it myself my own passions my own lust do something right That that can be devastating because what it does is it it challenges my identity of my new birth in Christ. It says that's not legitimate because I'm acting this way, right? What strife does is it's not just sin against me. It becomes this. And so it it multiplies. It becomes a, that's that's why, you know, James talks about the tongue being an evil thing. Why? Because it it stirs up stuff and and, and it becomes a torrent. And and once there's there's one response, then it it produces the opposite. (laughs) And it becomes a, it's where every evil work abounds. It's amazing how just one little hurt Mm -hmm. can take somebody into a place of bondage in their life to something that's unrelated why? Because there's a spiritual force at work. Exactly. It's it's bringing death to what Jesus came to give life. Yes. And it can no longer be part of what God's building. Do you see how it's, it's important to talk about this? Because so God's wanting to build something. But we can't be following after these other things, being led by oppression, being led by strife, being led by what we're hurt about. And we can be hurt towards God about stuff. Why didn't he do this? Right? So the first one is ourself. Second was between each other, Right? And the third is between God and us. That's where Satan wants to take us. He wants us to doubt God. Right? So, it's not so much of not having enough faith, but you can have faith, and as soon as there's a question that rises up. Remember what happened to Peter when he got out of the boat? He's doing a pretty good job, skipping and jumping on the water, until he started to say, ah, but what about... What about what I'm going through? (laughs) As soon as we doubt, death comes to our life. Amen? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. So what keeps faith from producing something, from getting action? Doubt. Right? It's not so much that you didn't believe something, but you never acted on it. You never did anything with it. So it becomes something between you and God. I don't really quite believe. I doubt. Because that's what Jesus said to Peter when he fell in the water. He said, why did you doubt? He didn't say, why did you not have faith? He said, why did you doubt? Right? So... So we have defenses against these threats against us, and we will walk and live. For, let me just give these real quick. So for sin, we can walk and live in the Spirit. Galatians 5.16. We do not have to give in to the flesh if we're actually living in the Spirit. The presence of the Lord, we entertain Him more and more. This is why it's so important for us to come together and for it to not be a small thing when we do. We we aren't dispassionate when we come together. We're not just saying, oh, I've been here and done that. No, the presence of God is here. It's like Buddy was saying, we're doing this under the Lord. It's a big deal, right? Because we're going to go through something where it's going to require us to resist sin, resist the temptation to be hurt, to say, no, I'm not carrying that. I see where this source is. It's not God, and if it's not God, it's Satan. So I'm not palling up with Satan. I'm not going to be an accuser. I'm not going to say those things. I'm not going to partake with, of those things. Right? And, and a big reason why I'm not going to is because I have the Holy Spirit right now. And he's a Holy Spirit. He's not a compromising spirit. He's a Holy Spirit. Because I'm so aware of his presence I would not dishonor him by entering into that. Amen? I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. There's an answer to it. Praise God. If we're not doing this, though, the living stone that God needs is losing its breath. Right? It's not living. But we gotta walk and we gotta live in this, right? So for strife, it's really simple. Just stop it. <laughs> I'm so glad we don't have to come up with the solutions ourselves. It's real. Sometimes we do we we get hurt, right? Stuff somebody says something to us. We we go through something, you know, we get treated in a way that's not right, you know. And the, the, the immediate thing to say is, I have the right. Look what's been done, right? But we've been given some, we've been given an example in Christ. He, he never did that. He took it all the way to the cross. And he said, Man, this life that it makes you a living stone will look like this or it won't be good at all. It must be free from this. Because the gospel is is based on grace, and grace carries no ill will towards somebody for what they've done. The, the The irony of it is, the exact thing you need is not to condemn them for their deed. The thing you need is freedom that only love brings. And and we got. Valentine's Day coming up, so this is deference to that. And walk in love, as Christ has also loved us, and given Himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God, for a sweet smelling aroma. Real, real quick, there's a key in here, and this is something that you know we can say. Well, I've forgiven. How many say, I forgive? Here's, here's, here's the Jesus kind of forgiving that I think we can emulate. He doesn't just say, uh, I'm washing that from my memory. I think. <laughs> you know? No, he, he goes the other side of it. He says, not only am I forgive, I'm, I'm not holding this against you, but I'm laying my life down for you. I am applying what I know about God to you so now my faith isn't just about me it's not just about me getting over this hurt my faith is being applied to you instead of seeing and condemning you I'm applying grace to you there's a real there's a real key to forgiveness that this 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 will take us to is if I can say that I'm a new creation in Christ I need to speak that over that person that I've been offended by or I haven't forgiven yet <laughs> Because this is how this is how we're to emulate, this is how Jesus does it. He calls us perfect in him. While we were yet sinners, what did he do? He laid down his life. Until we're ready to lay down our life for the very one that has offended us, we haven't truly forgiven yet. Is that, a, is that, a, is that true? Right? That's what he's saying here. Walk in love. Don't just, and when I say walk, that means live. When you, every step you take in this kind of a thing is causing you to be a stone in what God's gonna be able to build. You're being prepared. You're being trained. God needs people to do what he wants to do in Liberty Hill that are not saying ow all the time and judging somebody for their ow. Ow. Okay, First Peter 4, 8. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. Man, I, I just had to have two verses on this, okay? For love does what? It covers a multitude of sins. We need his life in us to be revealed so that it can be chosen by others. Don't you like that? Okay, for doubt. I got one more here. Well, actually, one more Of these, okay? (laughs) So we had sin, we had strife, and we have doubt. We have to be in the Word. Mm -hmm. Not just reading it because we've been told we're supposed to read it. But say, God, what are you showing me about me today? What are you showing me about people I'm interacting with today? Because he will show you something every time you open the Word. Man, I love this. (laughs) Uh, And here's what you need to do. It's kind of like when I was going through school, man. If I was going to re- remember something for the test, I better write it down. Yeah. If we're going to remember something from God's word for the test that we're going to go through in our life, that's going to require us to be alive to, to Him and not dead to Him, we better be making it noteworthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, can't be something we can just nod and go to sleep over. Yeah. If, if, I, if, not just my life, but somebody else's life, yeah. is dependent on the word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting all riled up, aren't I? That's <laughs> <Good. Come on. laughs> let your roots go, down, uh, go grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thanksgiving. There's there's an answer. When you have the, the 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 first question rises up, but what about this? But what about this report? Say, I understand that, but I'm going to go look at another report. I'm going to go consider what God has said. Because whenever I'm just Dwelling on what the world is saying, what the news is saying, even if it's Fox News. I've gotten off of Fox News. There's a lot of dishonor going on. I just don't need to partake of that. You know? We might not have the the leaders that uh, we would pick, but we're told to honor. And we don't need to be listening to stuff. As soon as we lift, listen to stuff like that, we open up the door right. to questioning, yep. to doubt. And if we're going to be standing on the word, we can't be wobbling on the news. Okay, That's good. all right. So I just want to end with this with this passage of, because there there's there's an importance in what we're talking about. God really does have a. Uh, you know, something I didn't put in here was um, living is actually enjoying life, having fun. I didn't put that down in there but, because sometimes uh, we don't realize that what God is wanting to take us to, he said, you seek first the kingdom and all these other things will be added. And what we don't realize is sometimes we're wanting to do everything about our life so that we can enjoy what we want. And God is saying, you don't realize that you get your greatest enjoyment out of doing what I want. You will be fulfilled in your life when it's not about you anymore. And especially at the end when it's all over with. If it was about just your own enjoyment, because there is, and it's not like God's going to say no he will make it possible for you to even enjoy stuff e- even more, but he will put a an application with it. I was thinking about this with my family, because I'm blessed with my family. I got people in the ministry that go all around the world. I mean, and uh, I remember when my dad first went to India, and he came back and he had all rolls of pictures, you know, and showing us all these pictures. But the more he kept going, and and it's like my my. Uh, sister and her husband too. I mean, they go all over the world, and what the pictures are of now is people. They go to the, some of the most interesting places. My my brother Scott. I mean, he, he goes to Turkey and, you know, I mean, some really interesting places, and when they bring back pictures. And what is it of? It's people. They're getting their fulfillment from people. They're getting to enjoy the other stuff, but the other stuff isn't nearly as impressive. And this is what God wants to take us to. If you're going to be a living stone, you're not, you're, the source of your life can't be stuff that's temporary. It's got to be uh, eternal. Yeah. Amen? Incredible significance of, of being a living stone. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. This is God's vision for us. (laughs) He wants those who aren't just born again, but are living in the fullness of who they've been made to be, are perceiving the deceptions of Satan in the flesh, and shutting them down Because of a relationship that they have with the the Holy Spirit, and because of that, those are the ones God is putting on a. You know, there's different translations of it, but he, we're we're His triumphant procession. God's wanting to hold us up and say, "Look, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I came to do. That's what I came. That's an example." And when you look at that. That example right there, he said, he's always leading us in this. Are we following? And that's what determines whether we're going to be that living stone or not. Amen? He desires this for us. To build in Liberty Hill an accumulation of stones that represent him and bring salvation where it couldn't have been. Amen? Amen?